Hi, this is Alex Saviak. You are listening to Marvel 616 Politics. Yes, this is Marvel 616 Politics with your hosts, Andy Kirby and... Jared Mayo. Jared? Andy? It's very nice to talk to you. Oh, it's more than nice to talk to me. <laughs> what is... <laughs> oh, to talk to you? I get that a lot. People are like, it's it's wonderful to talk to you. It's um, exhilarating to talk to you. I don't typically get nice, but, but I'll take it. It's exhilarating? Exhilarating, death-defying... Um, exuberant. <laughs> it's cr- it's crescendoing to talk to you. Ooh, I've not had that one either. Um, it's uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's decent to talk to you. It's decent. That sounds like <laughs> such a put down. Hey, it's uh, uh, Jared. It's really decent to talk to you today. Oh no, I was talking to you now, Andy. I was saying it's decent to talk to you. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. And we've reached an all-time low. <laughs> No, we haven't. We've got about two more hours. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is Marvel 616 Politics, a comic book podcast about the Marvel 616 universe. You can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. You can see us on Twitter at 616politics and visit our website. Actually, we had to move from posterous or posterous to um, blogspot. So it should be at uh, marvel616politics.com. I think that's up and going. But if not, marvel616politics.blogspot.com. And hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. We try and interact with our fans on a daily basis, if not hourly. And you can also give us a phone call and leave us a message or a comment or a witty co- or a witty uh, interjection, if you will, and even if you won't. At 616-755-TINA. Well, you know what? We were getting made fun of on the Facebook page. You see that? By Aaron? I think so, yeah. Like, and oh, Doc? I can't keep up with this consistent schedule. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been three weeks, right? It hasn't been two weeks. Um, Has it been three? I don't even know. I don't know. All I know is I was dying to talk to you, so we had to do another podcast. Yeah, I know when we originally started, we were like pumping him out all the time, and and now we just, uh, you know, have lives and stuff. Well, I mean, it's just we don't care about our fans or each other or comics as much anymore. Well, one of those three is true, but we're (laughs) not going to tell you which one. (laughs) (laughs) So how you been, man? Great. Great. Superb. Superb. Boisterous. Wow. You've been boisterous? Boisterous. I yes. I heard that you have this plan to make money and it involves snowballs. Um well we had talked about possibly um entertaining that. Um but after much consideration we've decided that at the present time we're gonna we're gonna pass on that. But um Why? in the future we might look at something like that. What happened? Um, I think we were looking at possibly starting a snow cone stand. Uh, not necessarily a stand, but it's called a snow shack. Um, snow there shack. isn't one. Yeah, there, it's like it's basically it's like a, a little building 
not even really a building because it fits into a park, the space of a parking lot, uh, a parking space. And um, it's just, it's a, it's a better kind of snow cone than like you would get at uh, the circus or the fair or something. Um, The flavors are are better. What is a snow cone and how is that different than a snowball? Snowball like is when you put pack snow together and you throw it at somebody. No, we have snowball stands down here. I don't know what that is. It's, it's like a snow cone, but it's in a giant cup, man. It's not in a cone. Is it shaved ice? What's the what is shaved ice? It's in a machine. It's a giant block of ice, and it's like and it shoots ice into this cup. Oh, um, um, I, I, I you go to the snow shack <laughs> and you tell them what kind you want, and then they give it to you. We have. They're almost on every street corner down here. Okay, well in Ohio they're not. I well, I mean if you get good if you get like some taste better than others, it all has to do with the kind of ice you're getting. So if you get the best ice, then you know, you can make a mint. Absolutely. Snowball. Yes, yes, the it is. It's definitely about the ice and the flavors too. Because I mean we just we had a two hour meeting with um some friends of ours that, that have two of them and we just kinda learned the ins and outs and all abouts about it. What's and, the profit margin on something like that? Well, it just depends. It depends on if you work it yourself or if you hire people. It depends on if you go with the cheap flavors or the better flavors. It depends on the insurance that you carry. It depends on how many permits you have to have, if you can have signage, if you do advertising. Um, so it really, like, there was, there's no concrete number you can get. People think it's just, sweet, ice is cheap and flavoring is cheap. I'm going to make a, a billion dollars. But there's so much behind it that goes into it people don't realize. Oh, I see. I see. So we just decided, you know, maybe in the future that might be something we do, but we just aren't willing to give our whole summer to a business like that. Just to just give it away, you know. I understand. I know. There's a guy up at the end of our street where we live on and we kinda live out in the boonies. Um, this guy, he runs the snowball stand because he's bored. And so he goes out there just whenever he wants. He's like 86. And uh, usually snowballs down here, it's like a dollar, a dollar fifty for a small. And so we get out there and we get, yeah, I'd like a medium. And I was like, how much is a medium? He's like 50 cents. And I was like, what? I was like, a 50 50 cents? Like five zero cents? Is that what you? He was like, yeah, five zero. And you got five of them, so that's uh, 250. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, son. <laughs> like, okay. They didn't taste that good, but <laughs> I felt I felt for that man. I felt like I was ripping him off. I felt terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, and here's something stupid. This was last year. <laughs> so this is how dumb I am. I walked up, and usually everybody on the snowball stand they have rainbow flavor, but it's basically you know it, it looks like a rainbow on the top. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was like, uh, I don't see rainbow. Do you have rainbow? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, uh, I didn't see it. He's like, you just put a bunch of flavors together. I can make rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that that's totally true. Sorry, I'm a moron. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, all right. Well, <laughs> well. So how many is it? Like ten flavors they have, or what? Oh, down here, man, they got like uh, anywhere from fifty to a hundred. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, that's what that's what it is up here. Yeah, 
Like they have mango. <laughs> they have uh oh what was one? They had like mocha cappuccino, and they have what are some weird ones? I don't know like tiger's blood. I don't know what that's supposed. Yeah, to be. they have tiger's tiger's blood's one of my favorite and rockstar. And they have a Hulk one and a Captain America one. I don't know what Rockstar is. What does a Rockstar taste like? Probably pretty rank. Oh no, it's not. Yeah, it tastes like you know under underarm sweat and nasty girls. Yeah, it's probably not a good flavor. It's like it's like um, it's like it's like a like an electric grape and electric cherry and electric lime or something like that. What is electric? What does electricity taste like? Well, you have to come up to Ohio and get one. That sounds terrible. No, it's great. What's <laughs> up with you, man? What's going? What? I said, what's been up with you, man? I was up till like one thirty last night. I know that's normal for you, young buck, but yeah. I was up till one thirty reading comics last night. I didn't even put a dent in my stack, man. I got, I still got like thirty to go. Ugh. How many do you think you knocked out? Probably ten. How many did? How long were you reading? I read very slowly. Okay. So. No, it's all right. Yeah, like an hour and a half, but that includes like dozing off too. No, I mean that's probably pretty good. An hour and a half, ten books—that's about ten minutes a book. Yeah, and you know what? So I mean, you don't want to fly through them because it cheapens it. You're like, I paid four bucks for like two minutes. Sure. That's... And you want to be able to comprehend it. Yeah. Yeah, and some of these books, it's like, oh, I really want to. I've been putting them off, like Captain Marvel and. You know, Winter Soldier and stuff like that. Uh, they're both going to get canceled. Winter Soldier did get canceled today. There you go. Yep. Ends in issue 19. Bad day. But you know what does not end? Mm. The deals at DCBService.com. <laughs> There's no end in sight. Get 35, 40, 50, up to 70% off on some titles when you pre order. At Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. They sponsor us. I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard that. Absolutely, I, I heard that. And you know what? We don't even, we don't even do this that often. But if you, they, we have our own code. You can get an additional eight percent off. It's a one-time use only code. Marvel P O L eight. That stands for politics, or that's the first three letters of politics. So Marvel P O L eight, and actually. I believe still this month all Marvel trades are fifty percent off. Wait, what? I didn't know that. Yeah, man. It's either it's either at DCBS or it's at their sister site InStockTrades.com. Well, okay. Yes, yes. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about your diet program. No, what diet program? I thought you were trying to lose a bunch of weight. No, no, I trade comics for smoothies. Is that what you mean? Well, no, I know that since you know you're kind of morbidly obese, that's why you don't try to put pictures on your on Facebook of yourself. So I thought you were going to talk to us about your diet. I think morbidly obese is sort of overstating how I feel right now. Well, I I was just using the clinical term. Well, clinically, you can eat it. <laughs> okay, fine. That's your 400 pounds. That feel <laughs> better. You're, I'm not gonna say how much I weigh. You're, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's okay. We're going to be in this fight with you. <laughs> no, <you're not>. <laughs> <laughs> you can lose the weight, buddy. You can do it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs>
I am. Uh, it's not. Jesus. I don't even know how to respond to that. It's all right. I. That's why we don't have a lot of pictures of you on. But yeah, your brother did put a picture of you up today. Look, I'm not in a lot of comic books. That's why I don't post a lot of pictures. You're not what? I only post pictures of, of, of comic books. I'm not in any, so that's why I don't pic- post pictures of me. Your brother posted a picture of you today. No, he did not. Yes, he did. What About what? What was I doing? It was you and your sibling. Because it's sibling day. Today is sibling day? I think it was yesterday. Okay, how do I find this picture? How do you use this thing? Um, go to your brother's Facebook page. How do you do that? <laughs> For real? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to do that. How do you do if that? You remember your brother's name. Put that in the search bar. Okay. And then click it. <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, he's not showing up here. It says me and the sibs. Oh, wait. Yeah, there we go. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. What oh. Your... oh, oh, man. <laughs> Was that a recent you... picture? No, that's not a recent picture. It could have been. Those are, that's when you were skinny. Oh my gosh, will you leave it alone? <laughs> you ah, oh, you are just I would say when was that probably? Was that like college? What are you doing here in your your picture just showed up here? What picture? I don't know. It's you hanging out with a bunch of females and you like throwing up gang signs or something. That's how I roll. Those are my background dancers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They are. We did a performance, and they were my dancers. What is this? Have you ever been on Facebook? <laughs> no, I don't. What in the world? Hey, guys, come look at our Facebook page that Andy has never seen. I've been. I've only been on ours. I don't know what this is. Oh, I think I know who that is. Well, why don't you look at Facebook later? Why don't we continue on with the podcast? I'm sorry. I got distracted. I... What, is there like a burrito on the table or something? Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, speaking of pictures of me, here's here's something interesting and funny. All right, so uh, yesterday, as I sit at this desk, I have Twitter up all the time, all day, on one screen, and then on the other screen, I have my email or whatever I'm typing or working on. And so I see, come across Twitter, um, let's see, I'll read you the exact th- stuff here. Um, Artistic Endeavors is looking to cast six to eight female line dancers, 18 and up, all types for a music video shoot on 415. Right? Okay. And so I reply, well, I check out this person and they're around my town. They're in the next town over or whatever. And uh, I said, anything for a good looking, in quotes, guy that just made 30, LOL. And she writes back. She said, if you know how to play cards, they are looking for that as well. And I said, I'm fairly good at pinochle. Poker, um, I know the rules. Is this for the music video also? Yes, for the video as well. Send headshots to this email address. And I said, roger that, thanks. I don't have headshots. Go get one. Well, I can't do it by the 15th, man. That's Monday. Well, I don't know if I can. Anyway, I was looking through old pictures of myself. And I was trying to figure out, like, if is there any I can send in? Can you just send in regular pictures or no? Should I send in my beard picture, like my I am the 99, my Halloween outfit, Matt Fraction picture? Um, no. Uh, no. You have to have a, a real headshot. What is that? Like, uh, a person with a professional camera takes a picture of you. Oh, okay. Yeah. My friend got headshots, and they look really good, but 
So she's supposed to give me that number. Anyway. That'd be awesome. Yeah, you know, we'll see. At least I have the email address now. I can always send them something. Well, they probably just want your headshot. They don't want you to send them, like, spam. <laughs> right. <laughs> Any, anyway, anyway, <laughs> no, I bought a bunch of comics from DCBS. Well, cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to be way behind now. What's our second, Jared? All right, Andy. Our second podcast, our second uh, sponsor <laughs> is Community Retail Partnership. They're an organization that has partnered with Office Depot to provide discounts on uh, everything that Office Depot has except for business machines. Um, you can find them at communityretailpartnership.com. Um, they also, we found out about them with Groupon. Um, they had a Groupon in my local area in Dayton, and um, it looks like they're going to be having a, another Groupon in Cincinnati. Uh, even though that's just where the Groupons are, anyone in America can purchase a Groupon. It's, it's basically like a discount membership. Uh, for anything that you buy through Office Depot, whether it's online or in stores, um, you know, some some stuff, uh, it's like 5% off, which is, you know, that's a decent. But then other stuff like their K-Cups are like 40 or 50% off. Um, they have like some sticky notes that were 80% off. Uh, so when you can, I mean, when you can get stuff that was like 7 or $8, getting it for one or two bucks, it's definitely a, a good investment. Oh, so. yeah, you can't go wrong. What was the Groupon for? What was the, the pricing on that? Um, what well, typically on the, the community retail partnership website, which is crpsavings.com, um, their membership is a hundred bucks, but on Groupon, they were selling the membership itself for 29, uh, or you could get a membership and a $20 office depot gift card for $39. So that's, that's what my wife got. That's what, um, I got. Um, I think you told me that your mom got one too. Yeah, she did. Yeah. So it's it's a good deal. CRPSavings.com. Yeah. Do we get wait? You got a, you paid for the membership, or did they give it to you because we're spon- we're sponsored? Yeah, I got mine because we're sponsored. Okay. <laughs> so it's kind of like a good deal. Hey, you know, we'll scratch your back. I'll scratch mine. That kind of good stuff. <laughs> you <laughs> scratch my morbidly obese back. I'll scratch yours. Well, that's why I didn't say you got one. Oh. Oh, oh! <laughs> wait a minute, I can't use it? Well, nobody wanted to scratch your back. <laughs> my my hairy, blubbery back? Oh, I didn't know it was hairy. I've not seen you shirtless. No, it's not because Jackie tweezes my back, so. Oh. <laughs> cool. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> now we've reached an all-time low. Okay, dude, are we done catching up? This is ridiculous. Well, no, no, actually speaking of you... Uh, trying out for this music video where you play poker with some line dancing ladies. Uh, <laughs> next weekend, uh, my beautiful wife Jennifer and I, we are going to go try out for Captain America too. Ooh, I can't wait, man! That's gonna be awesome. She's gonna go with you this time. Yeah, she wants. She's like, I want to be in a movie. <laughs> she would be awesome in a movie. She would be. She's she could play like the Godzilla villain. So I told her. <laughs> that is so rude. No, they say... Well, I call her Gigantor. That's no, her pet name. They, listen, they say to do well on TV, you have to be tall and have... You have to be tall. Yeah. And she's hot, so that works too. There you go, man. Yeah, I forget who I was I was telling. I was like, yeah, you know, Jennifer's going to go with me. And they said, oh, they're going to take one look at her and be like, all right, you can be a model. And I said, I know, and then they're going to ditch me. <laughs> You can be a model, too. 
Yeah, probably underwear model. <laughs> I mean, pro- probably. I mean, if I haven't already. You mean if they don't show the face? What does that mean? If they don't show your face, then you would get the job? No, I want them to show my face in my underwear. You want to wear your underwear on your head? Well, while I'm wearing underwear on my head and like some low-rise briefs or something running around from the Chitari. So you got like a six-pack is what you're telling me? Dude, I got a 24-pack. It goes around to my back. <laughs> Why is that? Because you're chasing around kindergartners all day trying to put them <laughs> in their seats? Hey, Pretty much. You're like picking them up. You're like bench-pressing them. It's not yeah. the tumor. <laughs> you should. You and Jackie should come up. I. We can't just ditch our kids, man. Well, your mom is near. Your mom is near. Yeah. Well, no, that's true. Well, how your oldest one is like eight, right? Yes. She's old enough to watch the other two. For all. Uh, for <laughs> what? For how long? For a couple days. Dude, listen. When I was leaving the house this morning. Ellie yeah. dropped a bench on her other big toe, her good big toe. Whoa. Yeah, and it's all black and blue, and it looks like she's going to lose the nail because it like hit right at the base of the nail. It's oh. like, what is this kid? She's trying to cut off her toes. <laughs> it's all your kids. They just like pain. I told her. I like. I, it was very difficult for me to have sympathy while she's screaming her head off. I looked at her. I was like, Ellie, this was your good toe. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> well, she didn't do it on purpose, right? No, but she. If you look, don't climb. Don't climb on benches. Sit normally. Don't hang on them. <laughs> don't hang on them. So she wasn't <laughs> sitting properly. I don't know. I didn't see it. I was outside. <laughs> so you're gonna. I don't feel sorry for you, even though I don't know what happened. Well, I mean, Jackie was kind of holding her and helping her and. I have a hard time with the whole, like, mothering nature thing. <laughs> it's called, like, compassion? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the mothering nature thing. <laughs> Empathy, sympathy, compassion. Hmm. Well, keep working on it. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking in the back of my mind. I'm like, you're never going to be able to have kids if you can't take a bench falling on your toe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gosh. Hey, good luck, Captain America. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hit some State of the Union. The State of Our Union. Okay, we got a lot of topics for State of the Union. Boy, do we ever. Man, Who I tell you. Show? What'd you say? I said, who writes this show? <laughs> we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight if we get to them. Yes. I, I think some of these are going to be quick. What do you think, man? Avenging Avenging Spider-Man turned into Superior Team-Up? Is that accurate? Uh, it doesn't really bother me, but it seemed like it was something that was near and dear to your heart. Well, because it was number one? Uh, I thought maybe because it was Spider-Man. Uh, we'll see... <sighs> I actually am enjoying Avenging Spider-Man better than Superior Spider-Man right now. Because I can kind of pretend that it's the Spider-Man I like. <laughs> so we that's know not, the truth. That's not real. That's not really Dr. Octopus. <laughs> it is. It's, it's not. I like when Yost writes it, too. It's pretty good. I like Yost. 
What is your favorite comic book right now? What is your favorite Marvel 616 book right now? I'm really into Avengers Arena and all new X-Men. How old are you? <laughs> 22? No, you are not. Yes, I am. <laughs> Why'd a, you ask me then? That's a flat-out lie. If I don't you're know not going to take the answer, don't ask me. Avengers Arena seems like a teeny bopper book. It, have you read it? I love it! <laughs> How old are you? I'm 30! Oh, dang, you're old. How old are you? 22. No, you are not. I am. Jared Mayo, don't lie to our listeners. You're not lying to me. You're lying to our listeners. You're, you're only as old as you think you are. That's just, you're delusional. It's true. It, it's, I feel like I'm 12. I feel like 22 is pretty good. Did Scott tell you that? What? That you're only as old as you think you are? No. Okay. But I agreed with him when he was talking about that, though. It's such a frame of mind. If you think that 30 is old, then you're going to be like, I'm 30, everything hurts, I pee at night, my back hurts. <laughs> I pee I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm 12. Are you getting gray hairs? No. It, and you think that's because of your attitude? Uh, it's because I'm not accepting gray hairs. Oh, you're like, <laughs> I'm rejecting those right now. Absolutely. And they fall out. Do you have gray hair? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. I'm sorry. In my beard and my head hair. <laughs> and my head hair. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that stinks. Well, that's all right. Miss Jacqueline says she likes it. She lies, but she says so. <laughs> <laughs> you have a beard right now? No, but I mean, I I don't shave every day. Well, I don't either. Right. Well, when I don't shave for a day, you can see what color the hair is coming out. Oh, not it's, me. It's red and brown and white. Red and brown and white. Sounds like a candy bar or something. <laughs> it's, it's the new Skittles colors. <laughs> Red and brown and white. <laughs> All right, so Avenging Spider-Man turning into Superior. There's this huge push towards Superior. Why? Why Superior Carnage? Why do you force me to accept this, Marvel? <laughs> Why can't you move on and come give me back my Peter Parker Spider-Man? What do you think? I, I don't know. I'm not Marvel. Are you asking me? I'm asking you. What do you think? Um... Because Superior sounds better than everybody else. I mean, it certainly does. But how long do you think this thing is going to go on? Uh, I if give it you, probably until the movie. You've been reading... Oh, until the movie. You've been reading this, right? Um, no. You haven't been reading Superior Spider-Man, I think? I mean, I have. I've picked them up, but they're, like, at the bottom of the pile. Like, Yeah, why is it so? Well, anyway, what's going on right now is... Superior Spider-Man killed a, a dude, and then he uh, he's put a bunch of villains in the hospital, and finally the Avengers are like, okay, we need to address this. So finally they're doing something about it, and that's where this issue 7 ended, and issue 8 is supposed to be this fight scene and everything. But I don't know, man. This ghost Peter Parker that's been around for seven months or however often it comes out, I think it's twice monthly, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, I can't stand it. So you don't like it? No. No. Why? Oh, it's what are we doing? It's not Spider-Man. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what are we What are we doing here? It's not Spider-Man. I would love to have a book like 
give me an anthology book or something with Spider-Man so I can read about Spider-Man, like Untold Tales of Spider-Man or Spider-Man Legacy or something so I can read about Spider-Man in continuity that happened previously or something. It doesn't have to happen right at the same time. But why do I have two Spider-Man titles? Well, I just don't like what Slot's doing. I can't stand it. You just want your old Peter Parker back. Yeah, give me character growth, not like some tangent that has nothing to do with Spider-Man. When Peter Parker becomes Spider-Man again, then you know this whole thing is going to be forgotten. Be like, yeah. remember would the you, time you killed that guy and you, now you're serving a life sentence? No, that's not going to happen. Well, do you, so do you think Doc Ock will come back? What do you think is going to happen? How's this going to play out? Well, I think that this is what I wish would have happened. I know this wasn't your question, but... Uh, <laughs> okay. My favorite color is blue. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think that they should have either gone full bore and Peter Parker no more ever. You know, be like, oh, I really miss him because we didn't, you know, and he's just totally gone or uh, or not made the switch at all. I don't like this ghost Peter Parker. It makes no sense to me. So what do I think is going to happen? I think he's going to come back in the body. I think eventually somebody's going to resurrect Dr. Octopus in some sort of clone body. That's all. Gotcha. Nothing spectacular. Somebody be like, oh, we haven't used Doc Ock in two, three years. Let's let's clone him. Yeah. So just but back to be involved. <laughs> and with that sound effect, that's going to be hard to type that out. Oh, it's going to be hard to top that. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, I mean, I think Peter Parker will be back by the movie, but I think he'll probably be back before then. I would hope so. I mean, I mean, Marvel seems to try and align their stuff to the movies, especially when they're coming out. But then again, Iron Man also has a yellow and black outfit in the comic book so maybe not it just depends which issue which title you're reading because in iron man and, and guardians of the galaxy he doesn't have it it's just an avengers yeah it, and the guardians of the galaxy has got that awful costume they made a huge deal about captain america's new costume and he's not rocking it in anything like maybe uncanny avengers maybe did you see the the promotional still that got released today of his captain america 2 outfit that was a still? I thought that was concept art. Concept art. I'm sorry. Sorry, forgive uh, that I said the wrong word. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> if it's a still from the movie, then that's... No, no, because it hasn't started filming. Okay, all right. Um, I think I like it better than the footy pajamas. Real, But it's brown. Is it? I gotta like take a look, another look at it. I thought it was gray, like gray-blue. No, I mean the red parts were brown. Oh. I don't know. I glanced upon it. That's cool. <laughs> I suppose. Well, so right. now, what do you think about the price increases? <laughs> what specifically? Hmm, Daredevil? <laughs> is, <laughs> is Daredevil... Look, okay, so I'm going through all my DCBS orders, and I'm trying to snag a bunch of books, and all, all of a sudden I notice, wait a minute, Daredevil is going from $2.99 to $3.99? Now, that's the only one I caught. But what 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 is driving this? Is it just money? Is are they just saying, oh, what books can we get away with three ninety nine for? And when if we raise the price, are we gonna lose readership? Is that just it? And they'd be like, we're not sure if this one's gonna make it, so we're gonna price it at two ninety nine. 
Well, but how many books are really at two ninety nine right now? Uh, ten probably around. Yeah, and Marvel puts out around fifty to sixty books a month. So I think it's just like inevitable. It's just it's just going to happen. Well, that means more digital codes for everybody then, because they're only packaging the digital codes with the three ninety nine books right now. Well, and and that's awesome. That's great. Uh, I mean, for the people that do the digital code thing, because I know it's a a great thing, and a lot of people really enjoy it. Um, but what about for those that maybe aren't into necessarily into that? No, I think I actually think a lot of people aren't into that. I think that their their redemption numbers for the codes are are low. So I think that that's just a byproduct. They're not doing that because of this. I'm just wondering what drives the price increase. Like what makes them say, okay, this book, we're gonna up the price a dollar. Is it because they have to pay the creator more? Does the creator see a a, a price increase? Is it because it's better quality? Is it higher numbers? Is it coming out more often? Do they just say, hey, it's reached, you know, I don't know, 50,000 sales in a month, so we can get away with it if we, you know, we can make up the difference if we lose 20%, we'll still make the same amount of money. We'll get those readers back. What do you think? Well, I don't think, I mean, I, I look at, I every month I look at the numbers for comics as a whole. Okay. And how they go up, how they go down, and even just from year to year, too. Um, those numbers just got released, like, yesterday or the day before. And comic sales are up by, like, 12% from last year. How come you don't put that link on the page? Well, I, I can do that. Yeah, do it. Well, it has non-Marvel stuff on there, too, and you know how I feel about that. Well, you can copy and paste all just the Marvel stuff. Just delete it all out. So, so yeah. Um, I mean, the numbers, the comics are selling more... Um, from year to year and from month to month, they like they like I don't even remember how many hundreds of thousand it was up from last month. I want to say it was like two hundred thousand more they sold um, from the previous month, which is great and it's a smart marketing and sales thing when they're like, all right, we're we were selling less at two ninety nine, we got some movies out there now, so we've got a, maybe a couple more people that that like it. We you know we've got a couple stories in the newspaper and. Um, we've kind of figured out this digital thing and, and how to get press, and we've got Disney with us now. So we've got a lot more exposure. More people are interested in buying. Let's jack it up each comic by a buck. And every month when we sell 7 million you know, units, well, that's we're going to make a buck more off each of those. That's good thinking. So you think it's all about the money? Well, I mean, yeah, they're a business. Marvel's a business, and I think a lot of times... Fans don't realize that they that that Marvel makes makes decisions based on how they can increase their profits because that's their main goal. When you have a business, it's to increase your profit. You want good customer satisfaction, but if you're not increasing your profits, customer satisfaction doesn't matter at all. No, I agree. I just it just seems it seems arbitrary to me is what I'm saying. Like why this book and why not X Men Legacy? Well, it'll get there. It'll get there. It'll get canceled. I think. I think if they all of a sudden one day started and everything was at three ninety nine, it would have been a little, you know, gasp. And and they were smart in how they did it. Only a few books rolled out at three ninety nine, and then a couple more came out three ninety nine, and then they stopped announcing that they were going to three ninety nine. And now they're where you where you said there's like ten more books that are not three ninety nine, and when they do go three ninety nine, it's not going to make a ripple. 
Now, what what kind of books do you usually read? The three ninety nine or the two ninety nine? What do you find more often? Well, I mean, the ones that I read are the three ninety nine ones. I read the X titles and the Avengers titles. Every once in a while, you know, some of the Spider Man stuff. Uh, it's it's all all three ninety nine books, and and I don't think that Marvel really discriminates either because you've got books that are are charting in the top ten at three ninety nine, and books are charting under you know, under the hundreds and they're three ninety nine as well. Yeah, but what are where are the two ninety nines placed? Are they making it in the hundreds? I well that's why I asked you which ones were two ninety nine because um off, off my head I outside of X Men Legacy you said Okay, X Men Legacy, uh Red She Hulk, Deadpool, Gambit, Journey into Mystery. Oh what else? Hawkeye. Um, I can't think of any of the other ones. Yeah, Gambit, um, Gambit, Hawkeye, Red She-Hulk, Journey into Mystery were all like between place one thirty and one hundred, and that's not good. <laughs> that's okay. Cancellation territory, because that's also where Age of Apocalypse is. It got canceled. Um, and then there was another title Marvel just canceled, and it was down there too. I know Ms. Marvel's down there too. X Factor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four is actually two ninety nine. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Fearless Defenders, Extreme X Men. Canceled. <laughs> yeah. Is interesting. I was. I can remember back in. The uh, late '90s, late to mid '90s. Uh, did you ever read Wizard? Oh yeah, yeah. Wizard and Marvel had a big article, and they said any title that goes under the hundred point, the the spot one hundred, is pretty much going to be canceled. But that's when comics were selling different numbers. And now I look, and I'm like, oh gosh, how is Gambit surviving? Only selling like twenty thousand copies a month at that. Yikes. Right, but the prices are higher. Absolutely. That's how they can justify it. And you don't and not every comic creator these days just does comic books. Back in the day you could do that, but not all of them do that now. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many variables. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I I it may depend on who's writing. I don't know. I would really love to know. Because Daredevil number twenty four was two ninety nine, but this uh, twenty twenty six I think is going to be, or twenty five. Twenty five is going to be three ninety nine. So maybe that's because it's a twenty fifth issue. Could be. That could be. There might oh. be two extra pages. So <clears throat> two extra pages. <laughs> Ugh. All right. So uh, after this Age of Ultron thing, Avengers AI. Which is a team of robots. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, man? Good idea, bad idea? Oh my god, I can't wait for this title. Are you you serious? It's bringing together my two favorite things. Avengers and robots. I can't tell if you're being serious. No, I'm not being serious. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) When this got announced, I thought it was a joke. It's like, dude, April Fool's Day was last week. (laughs) <laughs> very sad i can't think i can't think of a worse idea than this For real, like pet avengers i thought that was pretty rough 
This, the, how can there be character development? You have a team of robots who maybe a couple of them desire to be human. <laughs> you know, like, what are they all going to do? They're going to sit around and be like, remember that time, that flesh bag? You know, like, <laughs> this sounds terrible. Dumb. And Sam Humphreys is writing it, which I haven't read anything I really enjoyed by him. Well, I don't understand. Like, they're just oversaturating the market with Avengers now. Yeah, there's going to be so one much. shot I just saw that says Guardians of the Galaxy, Tomorrow's Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so much. I love Avengers, and I'm glad that it's the third biggest movie of all time. But sometimes I just hark back to the days when there was just the Avengers and sometimes West Coast Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah when it was that though you had like four spider-man titles going on <clears throat> how many spider-man titles do we have now just two avenging spider-man and superior and so he appears in he, he's also like a main character of Avengers. i want him in his own books yeah well i'm just saying like back in the day wolverine only had one title but he was also in x-men an uncanny X-Men, and then he had his own title, and he had Marvel Comics Presents. What do you like, What do you think is better, like their own solo titles or more team books? For who? Uh, in general, like if you had a favorite character, would you rather them be on four teams and inter- interact with four groups of people, different groups of people, or have four solo titles? Um, that you know they had their different stories and they emphasized they had different tones and themes and emphasized different I don't know situations or whatever like Wolverine okay yeah say he's in X Men Wolverine uh, X Men X Force um, Avengers and New Avengers okay would that be better or would you rather see Wolverine Wolverine the X Men um. <laughs> Savage Wolverine and then Wolverine Max. I mean, those are all going on. But like, if you had to choose, would you rather see him in different lights in different situations, or would you rather just see, oh, they're going out? He's another supporting character in another team. Yeah, I think if you, I think a good combo would be of of having both, like two solos and two team books. You know, because four team books, somebody gets watered down because you're. I, yeah, absolutely. And four solo books is like, how can four solo books have four different tones but still be the same person all taking place at the same time? You know, a Max title with an all-ages title with a Savage Wolverine living in the Savage Land, and uh, it, it's kind of, whoa, all over the place. But I think for a character like Spider-Man, before he was all on any teams, you know, back when it was like, Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, Peter Parker Spider-Man, and Tangled Web. I think that worked really well. Yeah, I thought that worked well too. I don't know. I don't like. I don't like them trying to milk the name the Avengers, you know. And I fear like what Scott says is it's going to just be like this because of all the the movie stuff. Yeah. So are we ever going to get back to where we just have? comics with these characters yeah i don't know (laughs) i really don't know because 
you know, if Avengers would have performed like Captain America, Thor, and, you know, the first Iron Man did, it probably wouldn't have been huge. But because only Titanic and Avatar have made more money, you know, it's a it's a uh, pop culture phenomenon, and it totally changed it forever. You can't go back. You don't put it, the genie back in the bottle. Oh, there's no going back. You change things. <laughs> 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 if you're good at something, never do it for free. And yeah. Put out yeah. multiple different versions. <laughs> um. Anyway, hey, let me tell you this story real quick, okay? Go. All right. So my in-laws came down. So Jackie's folks, okay? Yeah. From and where? What? From where? From Michigan, Sault Ste. Marie. So the okay. Upper Peninsula. Yeah. They still had like two feet of snow on the ground. So uh, they came down here, and I was like, okay, so Grandma wants to take Felicity shopping for her birthday. I'll take Deidre. And I said, Dad, Ludema, do you want to go to the comic book shop? And he was like, yeah, yeah, let's go to the comic book shop. Now, this guy, he's always got a smile on his face. He's never, he, I don't know if he's ever said anything mean in his life. No. <laughs> he's like super nice all the time. And uh, so I bring him in there and we start looking around and he's like just wide eyed and just uh, and we have a really good local comic shop here. Um, Very clean, very family friendly. And so he's looking around and everything. I was like, if you want something, um, you know, let me know and I'll buy it for you. And he's like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. And so when I go to check out, I was like, so what do you think? He was like. I cannot believe it. And I was like, what? What? He was like, I didn't know places like this really existed. It's like that television program. Oh, no. And I was like, what? What television program? He's like, those that one with all the smart guys. <laughs> and I was like, Big Bang Theory? He's like, yes, yes. This is exactly like the Big Bang Theory. It is exactly like that television program. And I was like, what do you what do you mean? And he said, I had no idea that there were really places like this that existed. I thought it was made up for that show. And I was like, you didn't know what a comic book shop was like? And he was like, no, but look, it has the racks with all the books. And then I think he called it all the magazines. And then... It's got the bin in the middle that you stand and you go through. It's just like that program. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And then, like, when we got back to the rest of everybody else, he was like, Mary, you will not believe it. <laughs> and she was – her reaction was like, oh, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was blown away. Whoa. I felt as though – I was being mocked, but I know I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I love the guy. I love him. He's great. I just, I couldn't believe it. He thought they were made up for the show. Yeah. That is interesting. Well, well I guess, you know, they're not around like they used to be, so. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe he remembers picking up comics at the newsstand or something, you know? Like yeah, my, my dad he read comics when he was waiting to get his hair cut. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess you know thirty thirty five years ago there weren't comic book shops. 
it's a specialty store. Yeah, I, t- I talked to the guy and he was, I was picking up, uh, I was picking up some combo packs and stuff and, and, uh, we were talking about the switch to digital and everything. And I was like, you know, how's that affecting business? He's like, it's doing pretty good, but we are kind of worried about it. And, um, he said, I said, well, do you guys have a plan? And he said, we're just going to become more of a specialty store. And I was like, well, he said, we're, we're very fortunate that we have a lot of gaming on Saturdays and like people come in, they buy snacks and everything. So they really do come in for the experience instead of necessarily the merchandise. So, I mean, I guess that's something, right? Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I know, and and I've noticed that too with the shops around here. Like, the biggest comic shop in in Ohio is in my city, and well, at least they say they are. I mean, I haven't been to every shop in Ohio. No, I thought but, it was in Enon. No, it's in Fairborn. Oh, all right. The bookery, and uh, I just wasn't gonna say the name because they're not our sponsor. But oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. You can like bleep it out. That'd be cool. The brewery. <laughs> but they they're like this. They're huge into pulps. Have you heard of pulps before? Like pulp fiction, like uh, like uh, like the small digest size magazines. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know they, I didn't know they were still around. I thought they were a thing of the past. Well, they special. They have a whole room of just pulps, and like they're the biggest one now. I think anywhere around. Wow. In, in that. And then they opened up a, a location across the store that's all gaming, um, discounted, uh, like discounted books, like not comic books, but every other kind of book, liter- all kinds of different literature, and um, then a basement that's just the old dollar dollar comics. Oh, that's awesome. And, but then the other part of the basement is is a, a gaming basement, so it's. I do definitely see that. And then the other comic shop that's in Yellow Springs, they have moved more towards the pop culture and bringing in other things like um, uh, pop culture bobbleheads. Like they, they've got all kinds of Funko stuff and T-shirts. and The one in Yellow Springs is pop culture? Well, there's a new one since you've been here up here. Oh, a new one in Yellow Springs? Yeah, not Dark Star. So there's two. Well, the, this <clears throat> this new comic shop bought the comics from Dark Star. So Dark Star is now just books. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Straight Got up it. Comic book store now. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah actually, they, I think they started out as books, and then people kept asking for comics, so they started carrying them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, come up and visit, and you can see it. I love that sandwich shop up there next to next to Dino's Coffee. And Ha Ha Pizza. Oh, Ha Ha Pizza. Everybody talks about haha pizza. I've never had it. Oh, it's so good, man. It's so good. Well, you would come love on up and we'll take you. Chicken finger pizza. You'd love it. You Macaroni and cheese pizza. Come on up part. <laughs> okay, next topic. <laughs> All right, Uncanny Avengers, number 10. Uh, a, a cover was released today that had the Sentry, Dokken, Banshee, and then what's the other dude? The Grim Reaper that just died in Uncanny Avengers? Well, he was already dead and then came back. Yeah. Uh, so what are we thinking here? Well, how do you know that's Banshee? I don't. That's I think I saw it a headline. Oh, okay. So somebody else confirmed it was Banshee. Well, I think they speculate. I don't know if they confirmed. Okay. I guess because I was like, oh, it's Black Bolt, but he's not dead. Mm. <laughs> you thought it was Black Bolt? 
Well, just the wings. They don't look like Banshee's wings, but I see that they're all mutated forms of Dokken and Sentry. I hope, man, I don't want Remender to bring back the Sentry. Come on. He can do <laughs> he can do what he wants with Dokken because he's, he's, I think it's pretty interesting how I, I wasn't really liking Uncanny Avengers, <clears throat> the first story arc, mm-hmm. but once they get that out of the way, this past one, number five, was actually pretty good. And he's, I think he's continuing his story from Uncanny uh, X-Force. Yeah, he said it was bits of it were going to be peppered in it. He yeah. said that it'd be better if you read Uncanny X-Force, but if you didn't, you could still enjoy the story. I was, I was thinking about, as I was falling asleep the other night, I started <laughs> thinking about if I was writing, I would kind of do what Hickman did. You know how he did that series? Well, he did um, Secret, Secret Warriors. And then he did Shield, and now he's and then he did uh, Fantastic Four. You know mm-hmm. he's got almost one theme going through all his books. So like if I were writing, I would try to do that. I would say, okay, well for this series, this is going to be the the like concentric circles. You would do the what's the main story, and then break it down into well this is going to be year one, year two, year three. And then within those years, like, here's the mini story arcs. But it is all one giant story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I thought to myself, taking that model, why don't you go one circle bigger and say, yeah, my run on Fantastic Four is going to be one piece of my entire story. And the next piece is going to be my run on, uh, you know, Uncanny Avengers or whatever. Yeah. So I I think that that's fantastic because that draws you in more instead of looking at a whiteboard and saying, okay, uh, what 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 plot thread can I pick up that hasn't been resolved yet? You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. That's right now. I'm um, why I haven't read some of my more current books is because I, I'm going back through all of Claremont stuff from the '80s and reading it, and because I bought a bunch of trades that, and omnibuses that fill in all the gaps and to just to realize that you know i'm reading issue you know 215 of uncanny x-men but i don't really and there's all these things like dropped and hinted at and plotted at and by issue 249 you know really years later i kind of find out what that meant and how it all goes together i love it that is pretty amazing and and like you said i'm gonna have to go back and read after we're done the podcast after we you know move on uh, I'll have to go back and read Claremont's stuff and actually get an appreciation for it. Cause I've heard that he did that, you know, like that's what he did. He said, okay, well you can see hints of what I'm trying to do early on. Yeah. And, and I think what happened is things, the, the viewership just changed in that people were like, we want immediate gratification. We want to know now immediately. We don't want to wait years for a payoff or we don't want hints anymore. Just tell us what it is. And so his form of of writing kind of passed on, but it's it's cool to see it brought back up in in kind of a um, uh, an altered form, you know. Yeah, no, I I really appreciate it, and and I wasn't on board with his remender because of the Red Skull and you know Xavier's brain and everything, but I think that he was bridging the gap between Marvel now and what's going on. So I I can give him another chance. Yeah, and definitely, I, I want to find out what's going on with the Red Skull onslaught thing. 
and the apocalypse apocalypse is one of my favorite villains so i'm going to be reading about all that stuff so um yeah as long as he keeps me interested and doesn't get to any lolling points we'll be good uh, but, uh, overall, I don't want him to raise the sentry. He can do whatever he wants with docking, but don't touch the sentry. Yeah, when I saw that picture, I immediately thought of you. What would Andy have to say? No, I mean, because we saw, we saw his funeral, and we know that his little, uh, robot guy said, oh, he'll be back, and he's been playing for this, and they had that book and everything. It has to tie into whatever Bendis was doing. That's, that's, Bendis doesn't have to write it, but it's got to tie into, to what he was planning. Don't just use him because he has been gone for a while. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to you want to hit solicits or you want to go on and do solicits last? Well, yeah. I mean, I think we just kind of went in that direction because we pulled out one of the. I mean, that was probably the most jarring solicit that came out today. Yeah, there was nothing unless you have something to highlight. I didn't really see too much that really caught my eye. Well, one that kind of crept by a lot of people, I think, because I haven't heard much talk about it, is Age of Ultron number 10, U.C. Did you see that? U.C. what? It's just U.C. Yeah, I did see that, but I don't know what that means. It um, it was classified, the writer and artist. But the picture just says, is purple letters and just says hunger, 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 hunger. I did not see that. Okay, well, check that out. Because people are thinking that it's going to end with Galactus. How can Age of Ultron end with Galactus? Maybe not end with it, but lead into something like that. I don't know. How did you? Who would have thought Age of Ultron would end with Angela showing up? Well, that's true. Oh, yeah, we need to talk about that. We talked about that last podcast. Oh, did we? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, good. I mean, having them <laughs> so close together, I forgot. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's got to be Galactus, right? I'm looking at it now. Yeah. I would think so. On the okay. heels of this morning's July solicitation, which included a mysterious classified listing for a one-shot. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. But it makes sense because Marvel is really right now, they're all about integrating the movie universe with the comics universe. But not only that, the comics universe with the cosmic universe. Right. But I thought that they were, I mean, I can see where they're going with that and why they would want to do that. But I really thought they were tapering off of the event leading into event leading into event. I mean, can they, are they to a point where they just can't stop doing this? Because well, I mean, Infinity's next, right? Yeah, that's true. But I thought Thanos Rising was leading to Infinity. No, you're right. You're right. So do you think hunger? Do you think that Infinity, like the hunger thing, could lead be the bridge into Infinity? <laughs> I don't really don't know. What are you laughing? At? No, because no, because I'm I'm just like I have no idea. Well, it's, that would make sense. I would just hate to have parallel major events. Well, that's why I'm wondering is going to happen is now are they good are we really going to have something like you know secret invasion going on the right t- at the same time as fear itself you know something along that right exactly I don't want well, that to happen yeah that's why I'm laughing I'm like oh my gosh yeah that'd be that'd be rough I don't think that they could sustain that and have a high quality but but I mean we we saw that you know the Chitari are going to make their first appearance in Nova and Nova 
you know, made his appearance with the Avengers, and Iron Man is joining the Guardians of the Galaxy, who are now titled, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, Tomorrow's Avengers. It, it's, you know, it's all coming together so that the cosmic universe isn't, I don't think it's going to necessarily be the cosmic universe anymore. Now, do you think that that's part of the reason why our, uh, a lot of our solo titles are away from Earth right now? Like, Captain America's not on Earth, Iron Man's not on Earth, Fantastic Four's not on Earth, Thor's not on Earth. Yeah, I think they're just. I think they're just trying to incorporate it. I mean, I've seen in the no, past, but I mean, like, are they are they trying to say, hey, look, the next major event, we don't want these characters tied up in their own stories here necessarily. We're trying to get them out and about so that you're looking elsewhere. I mean, it could be, but continuity-wise, who knows when these stories are even happening yeah, that's against true. the other stories. What do you think? No, you're right, because uh, Iron Man we know is happening right now. Thor, we have no idea when it's happening. Captain America, we have no idea when it's happening. Hulk, it really doesn't matter. You know. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's just... Man, he's become a, a, a third-rate character. That's sad. Anyway. All right, uh... Marvel Man's return. So this Axel said that, yes, in the next couple weeks, we're going to have uh, an actual announcement of how it's going to be. Now, is this going to tie into... You think Marvel Man is going to tie into... Um, what's her name? Angela? I thought it might. I think it could. But I, you, like, just like Angela is showing up at the end of Age of Ultron, do you think Marvel's, Marvel Man is going to show up at the at the end of Infinity, you know, uh, Andy, I thought he's going to show up a billion different times. So I really <laughs> don't Since know. Two thousand nine. Well, what would you like to see? I don't want him to come. <laughs> Why? Why not? I don't want him or Angela to come. I'm happy with. They're not. They're not Marvel characters. Well, I don't care about Angela, but but that's because I didn't. Well, like care. Like I don't care. I would rather her not come. I would rather her not coming to a universe that she's not from, but I've never read either of these characters. So what I'm thinking is Marvel Man seems to fit more. Like if he came in and you always have these characters in Marvel's history, if if I understand it correctly, like when Captain Marvel came in, it was a huge deal. And when he died, it was a huge deal. And then um, you have like Franklin Richards who, you know, who knows, but you all always have these savior characters, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that Marvel Man is going to be one of these savior characters because Sentry, I think, was one of them too. Gotcha. Like the Jesus character. Well, sort of. Like, but they come in and like, they are either the most powerful being or they are the guardian of, you know, the Earth or whatever. And I, um, I can see him swooping in and either not knowing where he's from or being from a totally different reality or place and coming through. And I, I tend to think that, uh, that he is going to tie in somehow to the Avengers run that Hickman's doing too. Hmm. I wouldn't, I would probably guess that more than anything else. Well, but the Avenger, I mean, Hickman's writing infinity. Yeah. So, I mean, that would make sense. Right. Right. I don't know. That's what I'm hoping to see. I I don't know what the character's like, so I don't know if he's arrogant or if he's like way transcendental and transcending humanity, or you know, I don't know. 
he'll probably just be however Bendis tells everybody he should be. <laughs> this is how it's going to be, guys. Jeff Loeb, step in line. He's going to be a, a dark, brooding character. Um, he'll probably have a drinking problem and lots of daddy issues. I don't – well, well, I see what you mean because of Bendis and how he, he writes his characters, but not necessarily. Just saying. I'm just saying. That's how Sentry got reintroduced. I would love to see Jim Kruger come back and write him. Jim Kruger. Yeah, the guy who wrote Earth X and Paradise X, Universe X. Oh, I saw that um, at Half Price Books yesterday, and I thought about you. Which one? What'd you, what'd you say? And how much? Um, it was the Earth X, like zero to twelve or whatever. I got that one already. I don't have the other ones. I figured you probably did. Did you ever? Did you not buy the omnibus? No, I got the giant hardcover, but not the omnibus. Okay. I anyway. would have sold mine to you. What? I remember I got it years ago and hated it, so I sold it. Why did you hate it? It's like the best story I've ever read. We've talked about this like every ten episodes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Let's go. While we're on Uncanny X-Men, uh, Uncanny Avengers, sort of, let's talk about this. Uncanny Avengers number five, the M-word controversy. Have you heard about this? Yeah. All right. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. Indifferent. Okay, so it doesn't offend you. Did you think about it being a racist comment or or next to the N-word or whatever? Um, I didn't think of it. I thought of it more in the term of um, black, white, gay, straight, mutant. Like, um, it's, it's a term for... A describing term that, to me, I guess, isn't necessarily derogatory. You're a mutant. You have an extra gene that grants you powers. What What am I supposed to call you, then? Homo superior? <laughs> well, that's that was his whole point. Like, what... Because, it, because the vernacular has made it a derogatory term, then just call me Alex, is what he said. That And that's fine to be all PC <sighs> like that, but... At the end of the day, you know that there is a title. It's like you you can't be a white person and say, don't say that I'm a white person. Just call me Jared. Well, or, see, you're, you're taking it from within the story. But if you step out of the story, how the fans reacted to Remender, apparently they all got up in arms. I didn't see a problem with it because when I read it, I was like, oh, he's trying to take – uh, a word that has is now has you know negative connotation and take it out of the lexicon. Like yes, I understand because we've done that with many words. You know, you don't say negro anymore. You don't say retard anymore. We we still can say idiot, but really you don't say idiot in the way that it's truly meant. Like that person is an idiot. Like they can't function because they are mentally handicapped. That's what an idiot is. Mm-hmm. So I just took it as. Oh, well, that makes sense. He's trying to push for social change, and this is how normally people do it. And they say, oh, you can't say that word. So, of course, that that's, this is going to come up in a comic. So I took it as very natural. Gotcha. I didn't think that the writer was racist because he said, don't say the M word. That's ridiculous. No, I, I mean, I, I didn't read it that way. There's that, what, the majority, <laughs> I mean, is there a majority opinion on it? 
I don't know, but there was a big hoopla about it and like enough that he had to respond and apologize and you know. Really? What yeah. did he apologize for? Well, he made some comments afterwards apparently. Like people tweeted at him and posted and blah 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 as they do on the internet. And he just said, Oh, anybody who disagrees with what Havoc had to said can go drown themselves in urine. Oh, you know? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but see the oh. like <laughs> To me, it's like he's talking about within the story. Like, yeah, you're talking, you're arguing with a fictional character, but they, the people, really had a problem with Remender saying the M word. Like, does that does that make the N word or the R word like less sensitive because you're making a fictional word and putting it in the and like just because art is mirroring reality? I mean, isn't that what we always do? Like, don't we? talk about we write about going to the moon because we went to the moon like there's movies about astronauts because we have astronauts mm-hmm. i don't know to me it's dumb i just want to know your take on it i i i didn't really think it was a big deal i just read it for what i thought it was the biggest deal to me was like seriously havoc is saying this alex summers uh, Havoc has always been like a super B-list character. Yeah. And now he's like this mutant. I mean, oops, sorry, I said it. <laughs> he, he, now he's like. Not only that, mutie. Just say it. That mutie. Because <laughs> that's what you're thinking, Jared. You racist, uh, uh, specious. Specious. I was going to say, not racist. Mm-hmm. Specious person. It's silly. It's like, you know, Tigra getting up and, and making. Now being this A-list character that's leading the Avengers and hey, Tiger's an A-list character. Talking about how how feline people have feelings too, and the internet is in a buzz, and the comic book sells 150,000 copies. Like, it's just not her place. It's not Havoc's place either. You no, I, I like I like your take on it. I really do. I, I really do. Um, let's see here. Uh, you like my take. Yeah, I like your take on it because like it it makes sense to me. Why in the world would you get all up in arms about this? It, um oh, speaking of which, <laughs> I had a Twitter conversation with a guy who apparently really has the hots for Squirrel Girl. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So uh legend of Bohan. <laughs> so Bohan underscore eighty five he was talking about he wants the GLA back because you said you posted what what uh, title do you want back? He said GLA and he was like, oh, I love Squirrel Girl. And I was like, sounds like you got that. I mean, we started talking and he was like, oh, that bushy tail. And I was like, man, if I wanted a girl with a tail, I'd go with Tiger. I mean, and he was like, oh, no, he wrote it. It was love at first scurry. So <laughs> love <laughs> I was like, scurry. OK. <laughs> oh man uh, anyway I thought that was funny it is funny no oh, it is alright All right. Uh, hey can you clear up real quick for me what happened after Morrison's run on, on New X-Men before it became X-Men Legacy I didn't realize that it switched back from New X-Men to just X-Men oh really to adjective list yeah I think I have all those titles like all those trades back home but I didn't realize what what happened after um, here comes tomorrow. Well, it it was uh the line kind of 
negated most of what Grant Morrison said. Everybody put their spandex back on, and Cyclops divided the teams, and um, and I mean there was a, quite a few things. Um, like there was this there was this growing man in China, <clears throat> and um, the X Men fought him, and Gambit lost his vision at that time. So there was a short storyline with Gambit not having vision. And <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. And Exodus got the Brotherhood back together, and they fought the X Men. And then Peter Milligan came on, and he started writing because Chuck Austin did some writing, and yeah. it, which was awful. And then Peter Milligan came and said, "Look, I can write even worse." And so he wrote for the X Men. Uh, it was it was called Golgotha. And, oh, that oh was that was X Men. I thought that was Uncanny. Nope. Nope, because Claremont had Uncanny with Storm. Oh, and oh, that was a dark time for X Men and Uncanny because X- Uncanny. I remember the trade with like the dinosaurs and. Yes. Okay, so it was Gol- it was Children of the Atom, and then Golgotha, and then Strange Golgotha. Love Triangle or something. Yep, that's when Mystique came and impersonated um, this character called Fox and joined the X Men to try and get Gambit's attention to show Rogue that Gambit wasn't good enough. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I remember. Mystique tried to join the team, but she left before the votes were, were counted, and it was counted that she could have joined. Like, what? And this was before the marriage of Storm and Black Panther, so they tried to introduce Storm Storm and a small team of X-Men went over and did some stuff in Africa. Right, right, and they crossed over with the Black Panther. Yep, so- and we had Decimation with... The sent because the Sentinel One squad moved in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And then Apocalypse showed back up with the blood of Apocalypse. Right, with the Dracula right. stuff, right? No, no Dracula. Yeah, he. Um. Yeah, there was a before that story arc, Blood of Apocalypse. There was a three issue Apocalypse versus Dracula. But that's not. You're talking about the X Men title. Yeah, I'm or talking three. about. I'm talking about like uh, milestones. Yeah, so I can help. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to keep the title separate no you're right you're right and then what is this during the time like she lies with angels and all that it going on in uncanny no that was all happening during grant morrison's run oh okay so this was the new new age uncanny x-men the new age with claremont yes yes and sunfire became a horseman and gambit became a horseman polaris became a horseman and that guy out in space i forget his name um, and then they had Supernovas with Chris Bacallo. Oh, actually, I really liked that one. And then they finally just started to... Oh, then Endangered, uh, Endangered Species. Yep. And Messiah Complex. And then okay. turned into X-Men Legacy after Professor X died. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. All right, wow, thanks. It's It was a, it was a dark time. Actually, you know what? That's where I read most of my issues. Like, that's... Mm. I can't... I just couldn't remember... For some reason, it was a whole gap between Grant Morrison's finishing and then, uh, you know, X-Men Legacy beginning, or Endangered Species, actually. But how bad is that if you basically forget five years of a title? Like, nothing sticks out. That I, I, I hate to break it to you. It's even worse, because I haven't read anything before Grant Morrison's run. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I guess that's when you... But that's kind of when you got into the comics. Right, exactly. So what I'm saying is, most of what I've read about the X-Men, I can't remember. Mm. So I can only remember, basically, from Endangered Species on. Like, actually, uh, 
from Avengers Disassembled and House of M on. Everything else before that, I mean, it's all just a shadow of... Cause, and, and you would say it's probably not even worth remembering anyway, right? I mean, nothing of huge significance came about. The stories... I mean, a lot of people like the Supernovas, so you know, I'll give it that. But, I mean, going back and rereading some of the Milligan and Austin stuff... Like, what is going on? The right. art was gorgeous. Because Salaroka, I love Salaroka. And he, I just think he's one of the best artists ever. So I could always visually appreciate it. But reading it was just drudgery. Yeah, yeah. Well, I really uh, I really enjoyed the rise and fall of the Shi'ar Empire. Yeah, that was uncanny. Right, and that was um, that was after Deadly Genesis and Brubaker, right? Yeah, that's interesting. You said that. I was talking to one of our fans. His name's Eric. Um, he actually lives in in town, and um, we've hung out a couple times. And uh, I, he's not big on the X Men. He's like, oh, it's just so slow. And they talk and talk and talk, and it's like the worst ever. Rise and fall of the Shi'ar Empire. <laughs> he's like for a whole year. They just talked. <laughs> oh, he won't read the stuff. No, I, I mean, I don't blame you. You got to read what you're interested in. Uh, but I think that's really funny. Um, no, but I, I kind of like that era. And then I, I, when issue 500 came and uh, they all moved out to San Francisco, that's when I was like, okay, this is, I'm, I'm losing interest here. When Fraction jumped on the book. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, and so, but that's interesting because that's that's really recent history, you know. Uh huh. When Fraction, it's because it was Fraction, and then Kieran Gillen, and then Fraction wrote about San Francisco. He wrote about Utopia. He wrote about everything up until Avengers vs X Men, right? Mm-hmm. Oh no, Avengers vs X Men was uh, Kieran Gillen. So when was his jumping off point? When Fraction jumped off? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they just released two trades of complete X-Men by Matt Fraction. So he had two big enough trades. So he must have been on there long enough. Yeah. I, well, he was. He, he started uh, with Brubaker, issue 500, I think. It just was so not good, I didn't feel. <laughs> no. I mean, it's, it's amazing. His Immortal Iron Fist and his Hawkeye are fantastic. His Iron Man is okay. His Fantastic Four and FF are actually pretty good too. But his X-Men it was just like, oh my goodness, what are we doing? And then he had the X-Team, the uh, X-Scientist team. Oh, oh. Man, that was bad. Oh. Alright, alright. Let's move on. Do you want to hit some current events? Sure. Hit them. current events we got four of them now when you saw this list did your heart sink well the with the last one the last one you picked i was kind of like huh well go ahead i figured it was it was it was unfair for us to skip it just why everyone else is (laughs) what'd you say everyone else is All right, tonight we're going to do uh, Thanos Rising number one, Age of Ultron four and five, and Extermination number one. 
So, um, which ones you want to take? Uh, I wrote a summary for each of them, so whatever you want. Okay, I'll do Thanos uh, Rising number one, and then we'll go from there. Okay. I figure you can do Extermination probably better than I can. That's rude. And Age of and Age of Ultron number four or five. Um, it's basically one issue anyway. So, all right, uh, Thanos Rising number one. This is actually the origin of Thanos, and I didn't even realize it. It's written by Jason Aaron and art by Simone Bianchi. Oh boy. So uh, Thanos every year goes back to Titan to apparently see where you know remember where he comes from. He sees a a grave of his mom. Sui San, uh, wife, mother, most beautiful of Eternals. And so he was remembering back to when he was a kid. Doctor uh, gets the baby out of his mom and says, oh my goodness, he's going to live. This is terrible. The They're Eternals and they look normal, the mom and dad. But he looks downright evil and with his chin and his red eyes and he's all purple and everything. And um, the mom reaches for the knife. You know what? I, it's always... Is he a scroll? Like I know he's supposed to be an eternal, but what's with the chin? Yeah, I think it's just the design. He he's not really connected with the scroll. In I think in Paradise X, I think they said he was. It turned out I can't anyway, I know that's not canon. Yeah. So his his mom tried to kill him, but the dad wrestled the knife away. She went mad. She had to go into an insane asylum. He grew up, he's skinny and he's you know, not playing with the other kids, and the other kids eventually befriend him. And he's obsessed with, like, drawing carcasses. He sees a lizard carcass that he didn't kill. And then uh, he's pretty oblivious as a kid. But his father doesn't pay attention to him. He's talking to his mom, who's all in the straitjacket and everything in a padded room, about this dream he keeps <laughs> having about when he's a baby, somebody tried to kill him, which would be his mom. And then in the dream, he picks up the knife and he starts killing everybody. And he's like, oh, well, it's a good thing it's just a dream. And then he meets this girl, and um, she basically tells him, okay, let's take all these kids to a cave. And there's a cave-in. I, I don't know if she's evil or what, but there's a cave-in. And he's like, oh, I'll find you guys. And he's separated from everybody else. And so he keeps digging and digging and digging. And when he finally breaks through... Um, to find his friends, they are basically all dead and they've been eaten by these giant lizard things. And uh, I'm assuming, and it's pretty gross, these lizards have their eyeball, like the kids' eyeballs and everything, and they're, you know, licking their bones clean. Um, I assume that the lizards didn't kill them, that they died in the fall, and basically these lizards are just scavengers. So now everybody's blaming young Thanos for the kids dying, and I guess no child has died um, in 200 years on Titan. And uh, I think... Oh, okay, so the girl comes back and tells him, you know what you gotta do, pick up the knife and go back into the cave and kill all those lizards. So he just goes back and he just slices them all up and kills them all. That's basically the issue. And I tell you, man, what you, what did you think, first of all? Well, you're giving the review. Well, I gave the summary. What do you think of the <laughs> of the book? Um, I enjoyed it. Did you really? <laughs> well, of course, Andy, because I'm thinking you probably didn't, so I must have. 
No, I didn't enjoy it at all. I, I, I thought I was going to enjoy this, and I thought that you weren't. No, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you like about it? Well, I think, because I, I, I do not like his art, but I thought his art was appropriate for this title, because it was, it was kind of set in the past, and it needed to be um, kind of artsy-fartsy, spacey technology, you know, that kind of thing. Like, he doesn't work when he draws Wolverine's costume because it looks, it just looks stupid. Right. Because that's not what Wolverine looks like. Right. But when he draws these characters that we're not really necessarily familiar with their costumes and they're supposed to be futuristic and spacey, his art works. It works perfect. He's drawn a, a crude monster. His art works. <laughs> um, it, it makes sense. Um, the story, kind of learning about uh, Thanos's childhood from him going to you know this this meek weak young thing you know seeing how how it's like looking into his heart and seeing how how nice he is at the beginning and then something happens and we kind of see the snap in thanos in the first time that he he kills somebody it's it's like cool to see the seeds planted of this person that ends up killing half of the universe I disagree. I don't want to. Re- <laughs> I don't want to relate to this individual. I just want him to be pure evil, no rhyme or reason, and for us to say, "Man, th- we need to defeat this guy." Not like, "Oh, I feel sorry for him. I see where he's coming from, and it's a shame that all these things happen to him." Oh, oh no, I didn't say any of that stuff. I don't. No, but that's what I got from the book. Okay. Oh no. So, and I didn't like the art. I mean, I see what you're saying, and you make a good case for it, but, I mean, it is better applied here than Wolverine versus Sabretooth with Loeb. But, um, That's what I kept thinking the whole time. Yeah. This works. It didn't work in Wolverine. Yeah. So, but I really thought that this was, like, a, a going to be an epic struggle, but Thanos Rising is an or- origin story, so, I mean, I'll keep reading it, and it's going to lead into Infinity, but... I mean, it wasn't my cup of tea at all. And I was actually really surprised by it. So I thought that both of us were going to hate it. <laughs> I want to hear Scott's take on it. Because Scott is more familiar with the mythos of Thanos than you know, necessarily I am. So. Well, yeah. And he was, he was worried that, um, if I remember correctly, he was worried that it was going to be a total retcon. And, you know, what is Marvel doing just because, you know, he's, he's in the movie now. So. Yeah. All right, you want to go on? Anything else on that one? Uh, no. Uh-uh. Hey, I had the crazy idea. We should we start <laughs> rating our books? Should we say, you know, like, I, I've heard other podcasts they do like a one to ten scale. Other ones do a buy, borrow, pass. Should we? I mean, we tried it one time. We did. A long time ago. Well, I mean, maybe we could discuss that off air. Oh, I thought you were gonna have something right off the top of your head. Oh well. Three Tina wigs, you know. <laughs> I give it. Heels. I give it two legs. <laughs> two award-winning legs. Two, three backup dancers. That's what it needs. To be. <laughs> See, I knew you would have something. You're fantastic. <laughs> anyway, all right. all right. You you do Age of Ultron number four. All right. Anyways, um, Age of Ultron four. <laughs> She-Hulk and Cage confront Vision, and the Ultrons kill She-Hulk and try to kill Cage. 
Uh, Black Widow and Moon Knight are holed up in a Nick Fury safe house and decide to head to the Savage Land where Nick Fury has a bunker. The rest of the New York heroes are doing the same. When they all arrive, they see that Cage made it, but ended up dying. Red Hulk arrives after killing the Taskmaster and says that Nick Fury has a plan to defeat Ultron, who is in the future and using Vision as a conduit to destroy the present. That is Age of Ultron 4. <laughs> is it not? Did I do bad? It is. I just couldn't keep up. So oh. who does Red Hulk have strapped to his back? I thought he had a the Ultron. Why? They wanted to get the head of one. Wait a minute. Okay, so, so you're going to have to slow down for me here. <laughs> I know so much happened. No, but like, all right, so he grabs, is it because, wait, who has the head of the Ultron? I thought Red Hulk had it. He's got the body. Well, they wanted to get something out of the Ultron, so they needed to keep get an Ultron that was still together. Do you remember, well, you didn't read it, but in the Moon Knight series that Bendis had, Moon Knight had a head of an Ultron. That's what I'm trying to figure out if that played a part in this. Mm, I see. Yeah. And what is the deal with Taskmaster? What are we doing here? They killed him. Why? Just to have a body count, I think. So, like, who killed him? Was it the Hulk or was it... Yeah, Red Hulk. Did you read the issue? I did. I couldn't tell if the Ultron killed him, but I guess he had the Ultron stuck to his back at that time. Yeah, Red Hulk killed him. Okay, whatever. All right, this this book, this you want issue me to do five as well. <laughs> no. What? No, because I want you to do extermination. <laughs> this this issue was not good. None of this have been good. I sucks. I <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought I thought okay. All right, let's do five. No, it sucked. We can talk about why it sucked. <laughs> All right, go for it. Oh, you want to know why it sucked? Yeah. What? Where was the redeeming part? Like there wasn't. Killed... There wasn't. No, absolutely. Like nothing. Nothing is happening. Like nothing is happening at all i can't stand this art it's horrible he had to work months if not years in advance to be able to get it done on on time this is awful (laughs) (laughs) this is not good and then you're gonna blow she hulk away with a laser blast to the head i thought she had like hulk skin what in the world i don't know what to tell you man it was not good it's it's this ragtag team. Oh, good thing we found the safe house. Now we're going to go to another safe house. Let's all meet up at the Savage Land, have tea, and, like, oh, my gosh. It's so bad. The <laughs> the the Even when the characters talk to each other, it's like, oh, my gosh, it doesn't sound like them. Oh, man. So what do you think the problem is? Was this, like, written in a rushed way or what? No, this was written – this could – this issue one to five could have been done in one and a half issues. Yes. Okay, let me do, let me do issue five, okay? Hold on, I'm not done. Okay. And then Tom Brevort, or Brevort, whatever his name is, is like, you know, yeah, we don't really want to explain too much about how Ultron came into power and just took over really quickly. We just want people to know that it just happened really fast and the backstory isn't important. 
because we really want to just get to the rest of the issue. Seriously? Tell me what happened instead of giving me the first four issues of nothing happening. You know? Well, Don't yeah. That excuse that, well, we just wanted to hurry up and get to the meat of the story and not tell you anything else. No, tell me. Because I bet that's a lot more interesting than the crap that you're making me pay three ninety nine plus tax for. <laughs> like, we've spent up to issue five, you know, $4 times five comics is 20 add tax. You know, we spent almost 25 bucks on nothing. It's awful. But that's just how I feel. <laughs> you, no, you're right. You cracked me up. All right. You want to you do five? <laughs> yeah, I actually liked five. Oh, gosh. Five was worse than four. <clears throat> no, 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 no. I don't think so. <clears throat> you actually figure out what's going on. <laughs> okay, go. Okay, so <laughs> Reed Richards, Tony Stark, and Hank Pym are working on Vision, uh, and this was months ago, right? Mm-hmm. And they're bringing him back, and they're starting to talk about Ultron, and Vision was a creation of Ultron, and Ultron was a creation of Hank Pym, but Hank Pym really didn't create Ultron. He created the first AI, and then that went nuts and then created Ultron. And so Tony's like, well, of course you don't want to take credit for that. And he's like, no, really, I can't. Anyway, um, I thought it was interesting. Is this where they talk about going back in time or no? Yes, yeah. Um, they say the only good that came out of this was uh, out of Ultron was the vision. Sometimes I fantasize about going back in time and telling myself to never create Ultron. Um, sometimes I fantasize about going back in time and being nicer to Victor Von Doom in college. But then I think the vision would never have been created, and who knows what would uh, the world would be like then. And um, I love this line. I thought this was great. This was probably the best line in the whole book. Then Reed Richards says, and then you'd have to go back and kill Hitler. And then you might as well go back to the Garden of Eden and smack that apple out of Eve's hand. <laughs> I thought that was so funny because basically right here, Bendis, now he grew up uh, Jewish. He's he's in Judaism, right? Do you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically right here, he's acknowledging original sin, right? Mm-hmm. I just think that that is in a, in a, in a comic book – the writer is acknowledging, hey, we wouldn't be in this mess. There wouldn't be any evil if if Eve didn't mess up. Yeah. Uh, that, that blew me away. Yeah, so, you don't see that every every day. No. Every issue. Every year. When you think about when you think about the the, the consequences or the you know of what he's saying, the bigger context He's basically saying, yeah, what God put in place was good, but Eve went and messed it up, and that's why we have all this evil. Like, he's acknowledging the foundations of the Bible. It just blows my mind. You never see that. So, anyway. But, but, but look at what he wrote with the century, too. Oh, as, as far as Moses and everything? Yeah. I can't like, even remember. Like, with being the, the angel of death and all that stuff, it was like, he took some real biblical stuff and made it like he acknowledged it, I guess, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we talked about that. But I think, you know, that, that has a lot to do with him being raised uh, reading, you know, the scriptures, the the law and the prophets, which would be the Old Testament. Yeah. So he knows he's got a foundation with that. So anyway, I, that, that blew me away. So anyway, they're all in Savage Land and they uh, 
they find Nick Fury's hiding place. Nick Fury is actually there. And he kind of says, okay, this is what happened. Um, it's robots from the future coming back. And he's using Vision as a conduit. And they say, yeah, that's what that's what we have. And here's the answer right here. And it's uh, Dr. Doom's um, time platform. And so they're going to send a team into the future to once and for all... Sorry, once and for all, take care of Ultron and get them out of there. And so they send a team... And then when they're gone, Wolverine says, all right, I'm going too. And he, people are like, well, you're going to the future? They just left. He said, no, I'm going back in time, and I'm going to take care of uh, Hank Pym before he creates the AI. Right? Did I read that right? I, I, I guess. No? Is that not the conclusion you got? I was like speeding through this issue because I was really bored. <laughs> no, I I thought this was interesting because okay, you got one team, you know, basically, uh, he says let's go back and just you know nip this in the bud, and they're like, no, we're gonna go forward and fight him there because that's where he's at right now, and he he lets him, and then he says, okay, now I'm going back in time, so I think it could make a, a good story from this point forward. Only took five issues. Well, you're going to have a team fighting in the in the future. You're going to meet some future characters. At least now we know where this is placed in continuity. We know how we got here. We know that it's not an alternate reality. Where is this placed in continuity? Uh, it's now. It's current. So where is everything? What's every all the other stuff I'm reading? Where does that take place? This is... I think that this probably... What I'm saying is it's not in the future. So it's now it's the same now that Wolverine is, you know, talking with Paul Cornell and he's teaching the school at the same time. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't make sense then. What doesn't make sense? How does it make sense for for that isn't that Peter Parker? I don't know cuz we saw we saw Superior Spider-Man 6 AU which was clearly Doc Ock which was a terrible issue. We've got that. We've got Emma having her powers. Storm has a ponytail. Wolverine doesn't have that costume. She-Hulk shaved her head. Uh, Luke Cage's wife and daughter are both dead. Hulk is dead. Thor's dead. How is this taking place? Well, they're going to go back and fix it, clearly. Well, that's stupid. Well, I mean, okay... Since we're talking fiction, we're going to talk science fiction here. <laughs> if, <clears throat> okay, if we had a problem and like half the world's population died and we went back in time and fixed it and then, you know, we died back there or something and that set things right, we wouldn't know that there was a problem. Yeah. We would just live on with our lives in the, in the, in the fixed state, whatever that would be. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen with this. But well, there's going to be work. there's going to be some changes because we know Angela or whoever's coming back. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Not really. No, I don't care about her at all. I don't see how you force a character to come in who's like an angel character in this when you're fighting robots in the time stream. 
We'll see. Who knows what she's... I mean, she's going to play a big role in Guardians of the Galaxy. I guess. So, bringing it all together. I I like this issue a lot better than issue four. Because at least now I know what was going on. And then when you go to the... The uh, the preview page, then you can be like, okay, well, this art at least is like the teaser art we found where everybody was wearing different costumes and everything. I, I still don't understand how this was better. How this is how this issue was better? Yeah, they talk about, um, <coughs> oh, they we created Vision a long time ago. Very good. Thanks for wasting a couple pages on that. And then they break into Nick Fury's bunker and they find Nick Fury. Well, I'm just shocked. And then they make a twofold plan to go in the past and to attack Ultron. What? That's awesome. The end. What? Yeah, but I'm interested to know. How, okay, now we got a plan. Let's do it. Let's see it. I can't wait. I know, but I just don't feel like enough happened to warrant an issue. Well, maybe not, but I'm still interested in the story. Well, I guess I'm just not. <laughs> Well, that's that's <laughs> fine. I'm just saying it, at, this issue drew me in and made me piqued my interest. I couldn't even tell what was going on last issue. Okay. Well, they were setting up Andy. They wanted you to know that it's bad happenings in New York. Things are bad, 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 yeah. bad, bad, bad. Well, and you left out the whole huge part about that city in Texas that the Ultron showed up at. I did. That's not important. We already know things are bad. <laughs> right yes yes we do okay all right it's all you bro all right extermination number one um age of apocalypse nightcrawler is on the run from wolverine's astonishing team he team... did you read the recap page on this yes okay did you find it interesting that it said uh came to our universe with the uncanny x-force and then it said Found himself exiled, lost and alone in a strange world when the astonishing X-Men came after him. No. You didn't find that? I mean, it's just the X-Men. Astonishing is the title. It's not the name of the team. Well, yeah, but they just have to differentiate them somehow. That's dumb. All right, go on. <laughs> I mean, because the New Mutants have never been called the New Mutants. They've just been a junior team of X-Men. Uh, okay. I don't, I don't know enough to, to, to refute that. Just say, Jared, you're right. Jared, you're right, man. There we go. That should be my ringtone. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Nightcrawler gets with Dark Beast uh, to use the Celestial in San Francisco to teleport back to the Age of Apocalypse. Okay, can I interrupt you? Well, you already did. So. Okay. I thought the Celestial was gone. I thought it took off. Am, am I dreaming? Did we... Didn't... I thought... Something happened. Magneto got its powers back from the High Evolutionary and the Celestial. And then I thought it left. And Mr. Sinister did something to it in the in Uncanny X-Men. I just can't believe this thing is still here. Hmm. Well, we will have to double check on that and get back to you. All right, go on. Um, so you, to use Celestial to teleport back to the Age of Apocalypse. Uh, they end up in the Age of Apocalypse but only after Wolverine's astonishing team and Dazzler's team follow them there. The floating Xavier from the Exiles team is killed as a team of three superpowered beings appear. The end. <laughs> What'd you think of this issue? 
I could care less <laughs> about this. I, I thought that you made me read this just to be a jerk. <laughs> no, no, I felt like this is, you know, this is a, this is a crossover that we have to read to know. I mean, not the whole thing, but at least, at least issue one to know what's going on. I, I feel like it just really represents everything that's wrong in the Marvel universe. I thought you, okay, first of all, you need to explain that. But secondly, I thought that you said that you were going to pick this up. I did. I picked up all the issues. I just didn't tell you if I was going to read them or not. Why would you pay good money to pick up the issues if you weren't going to read them? Because I wanted to give it a chance. Okay, good. Well, then don't don't tell me I'm a jerk for making you read it before <laughs> you to give it a chance. Well, because I want to read it on my own time. I want you to tell me I have to read it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. No, it's just, oh my gosh. We've got three books here that no one cares about. We've stuck Wolverine on one of them so that some people will buy it. And another one, we tried to take a concept from the 90s that was uber successful, like supremely successful. People still talk about it. We tried to take that concept, get rid of everything that was good about it, and sell it to people. Which one? What, what would that be? The Age of, Apo- the Age of Apocalypse. Oh, okay. Then we took another title that was very, very successful 10 years ago, removed everything that was successful about, that made it successful, tried to sell that to people too by being cutting edge and putting on alternate versions of Wolverine, an alternate version of Wolverine that's gay and a black Cyclops to be trendy and edgy and try and sell that to people too. And then we thought we'd take all three of those titles and put them together and... Wait, 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 oh, wait, wait, wait. I have to ask this because I have not been reading. Is he a homosexual or were you just saying it's stupid? No, I don't, I don't have, you know, do whatever you want. My thing is that they're trying, they're trying too much to be cutting edge. No, no. Is he really gay? Yeah. Him and Hercules are together. Uh, is that, wait, is that Hercules from the 616? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I did I had no idea. That he was a homosexual character. I didn't know that. I thought you were saying, man, that's gay. Oh, no, 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 no. I know I wouldn't use that in a derogatory word. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't sure and then I was like, well, whatever, you know, I'm No, no, I don't think I don't think it's cool to use that word that way. That's not very nice. Okay. Um But but no, I just they try to they're trying to make exiles this this current trendy, like we're living on the edge, we've got Professor X's head in a bubble and we're going to make Cyclops black, and we'll make Wolverine gay, and the what? Is and, that is that Wonder Woman? What? Who is that? Dazzler? No, but behind her, and the she's got like the Wonder Man outfit on, but it's a chick. Sage with the glasses. Oh yeah, 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 Sage. Yep. Yeah, and and that's I just feel like it. That's a lot of what's wrong with Marvel is they have great concepts. The X Men is a great concept. The Age of Apocalypse in ninety four and ninety five was a great concept. The Exiles was a great concept. Jed Winnick, like, he knew what he was doing. But instead, what they've done is they've just watered it down so much, they've basically tried to create new titles with old names, and it's just, it kills the franchise. It just waters down the whole thing. I hate it. 
That's why that's why I said that's everything that's wrong with Marvel right now. What they're doing with the Avengers is they're slapping Avengers on every title that has nothing to do with Avengers. It's watering down the brand, and it's not Avengers. That's not Exiles. That's not Age of Apocalypse. It's it's not X Men either. Well, I thought it was cool when Nightcrawler was going back and he was, uh, you know, seeing how everything changed and remembered, you know, what things were like when he was younger, when it was before. I like that part. Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of touching that you know Nightcrawler was doing all this stuff to you know avenge his dead wife and 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 stuff like that. Now, what do you but, think about the art on this? The art was okay. It was just kind of okay. Yeah, I yeah I felt that way. But you know what? The dialogue was just so bad. <laughs> it was just like everything seemed forced, and no one seemed like in character at all. It was insanely bad. So you, you didn't care for this? Oh no, not at all. <laughs> did you think I did? I I wasn't sure. Oh no. David Latham, I've tried to re- read. I, I thought I thought he did okay. I, I read the first two or three um, Age of Apocalypse. But I was like, this, you know, it doesn't matter. It's not 616. And, you know, they're never, if they come over, I can, they're going to introduce them. But this, this, uh, it looks like a cartoon, man. It really does. Like all these shots and everything, it looks like stills from cartoons. Don't you think? <laughs> I, I guess, you know, I, I don't have the issue right in front of me right now, but I, I guess, you know, thinking back to when I read it a couple hours ago, you know, it definitely wasn't like a Jim Lee book. No. No, this is this is pretty bad. I'm not going to read any anything more. And, in fact, I'm going to – this solidified that I'm dro- dropping Astonishing X-Men, so. I didn't know you were still reading it. Uh, I'm on issue 57. Are you reading it? I've read up to 56. Whoa. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I just haven't. So. I like I like Leo's stuff. I just I, these characters, I can't get behind these characters at all. I really liked her X23 book. Yeah, I like that. Marjorie, Marjorie uh, I said Lee or Lou? It everybody says Lou, but I mean in Chinese it's Liu. Liu Leo. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Good job not destroying that. What are you talking about, man? In no, Chinese, that's... it's like this. Li, Lu, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm trying... You don't know. <laughs> I do know. I took... I I was trained in Chinese. Well, then how do you say it? You're supposed to say it... <laughs> Leo. But it's... Oh, now it's Leo. <laughs> yeah, but it's like Liu. So it makes a ooh sound at the end. Liu. It's like an O, but an O at the end of the O. Liu. Oh, man. You are really stretching. No, it's true. Dude. <laughs> Never mind. Whatever. It's pronounced Li. In Chinese, it's pronounced Liu. In Chinese, it's pronounced Lu. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> what is that? Right. I don't want to talk about this. All right. Let's have just, another let's, burrito. You'll be all right. This is how our Tina. Man, I was in a 30-week intensive Air Force training, defense language training for for 
Chinese. I know what it. I know what it is. Our tax dollars wasted, dude. That spot <laughs> in that class, that spot cost two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <gasps> what? Yeah. And you can't even pronounce a name. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> that is tax money. Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 250 grand for 13 weeks to learn Chinese? 30. 30? It's actually a 63 week course. Oh my lord. I made it through 30 weeks. Oh, you did you drop out or is that when you had to head out? No, that was uh they they have 30 people in each class and by the end they only they only want 10, so they cut people from the class. They take the top 10. So the 250,000 that they spend on the other 50 people is just wasted yeah oh my gosh no it's, it's an investment man they say okay we want we want the top 10 and then out of the top 10 only three of them actually do their intel job the other ones the seven are are on reserve so what they'll do is they'll put 30 people in the class and they'll spend all the money on 30 people and then they'll uh they'll cut everybody in the whole you know the whole way through the 63 weeks. By the end, you get to 63 weeks. You'll have 10 people left. Those 10 people graduate. They take the top three and put them in the actual Intel spots. But have have they all? Have you all not ever heard of Rosetta Stone? I mean, you can get at the library. Can you get it at the library? You can get all kind of language stuff at the library. Oh, huh. what do you know about all that? And it's free. Yeah. Well, this. I mean, it was, uh, it's pretty intensive. You, you, you start out, you know, saying sounds and then by the end you're talking about stem cell research and stuff. So in, in Mandarin, I can barely do that in English. I can't either. So you can't even say Lou. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I love you. (laughs) Sorry. How many Tina's do you have? Four. Good. I got three. One day you should be like, I have 12. <laughs> no. I, oh, you'll see what I did. I, I, I'm, I'm taking revenge today. Oh, okay. Because I think that you do unfair things. Like what? I, no, let's just do this. What is, That's right. You got nothing. What is your first one? Why don't you do all your, your teen awards in Chinese? I, I don't know that much Chinese. Uh, okay, what? Huh? <laughs> Konnichiwa? No, that's Japanese. What is your first one? Oh, my first one. Okay. My first Tina is Don't Leave Me This Way. <laughs> Don't leave me this way. Oh, no. Don't tell me it's over. We've only begun. And I love it so young. You're leaving me nowhere. I'm just going to say Age of Ultron number four. Okay. Where nothing happened. Don't leave it like this. No, but it is the right issue. Age of Ultron. Uh, how Luke Cage split. Was She-Hulk getting attacked? No. Uh, I don't know. It was when She-Hulk died. The way that they killed her. That was such a laser to forehead. Beep. Oh, She-Hulk's dead. 
It was awful. She needs to go out like a, a hero doing something awesome. It's sad. Okay. You got a little crush on She-Hulk? No, but, I mean, they gave her a butch haircut and then killed her. <laughs> How awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. My first one is When I Was Young. that be because you're 30 (laughs) (laughs) good night leave me alone (laughs) that's why i said sorry last time because i thought i might have gone too far (laughs) what is the deal (laughs) i'm sorry um would that be thanos rising yes okay when he was young yes (laughs) (laughs) okay your turn oh you got me andy oh you it's coming (laughs) <laughs> All right. Uh, you can't stop me loving you. Oh, I, I don't know, man. Um, no guess. Is it because you you no matter what extermination does, you can't. They can't stop you from loving Age of Apocalypse, the original one? No, that's the right issue, but it's it's uh, Nightcrawler's doing all this stuff to avenge his dead wife. You know what? That was my second guess. Oh, okay. Sorry. Dang it. Okay. Again. All right, all right. My second one, when I was young... Because you're 30. (laughs) (laughs) This this seems to backfire. (laughs) Things aren't going my way here. All right. When I was young, um, would that be Age of Ultron 5? Yes. Because they're realizing what they did when they made Ultron who made Vision? Sort of. It's Wolverine going back to kill Hank when he was younger. Oh, okay. Okay. I could get half for that. (laughs) <laughs> okay, yeah, mark that down. I bet your next one is when I was young. <laughs> um, Remember, I'm a teacher. I see these things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, look me in the heart. Look me in the heart. If you think that love is blind, baby, look me in the heart. And you see that I'm so crazy about you, baby. And it's not. Is it be, is it Thanos rising? Mm-hmm. Is it because we're kind of getting a glimpse of where he's come from and what he was like before he got all evil? Yes. All right. Good job. Okay, my third and last one. When I was young. Would that be extermination? 
Yes. Okay. And that would be... Hmm, that could be a couple things. Would it be the Exiles? No. Okay. Would it be Nightcrawler looking back on his past? Yes. Awesome. Wow, you're really good. You don't trick me. I ain't scared. <laughs> I ain't scared at all. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> oh, my last one is do something. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say that's Age of Ultron 4 and 5. Did you leave any room in the bumper to play the song? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just so excited that I knew <laughs> It's Age of Ultron 4 and 5, because you're saying, just do something. For real. That was the perfect Tina Award to end on. All right. Well, I think we've done it. I, I am done in for the evening. We did it. We did it. Two in a month. Oh, man. I'm going to throw a retirement party. Because <laughs> I'm 30. It's okay. You can be 22 <laughs> if you want. Okay, I'll be twenty. I'll be twenty-four. Okay, and I'll work my way backwards. Yeah, twenty-four was a good year. Sure was. All right, so this is Marvel Six One Six Politics. Thank you for joining us. You can go to our website, marvel six one six politics dot com. There you can download or stream the episodes. You can hit us up on iTunes and subscribe. It's uh, the easiest way to get there. Is you can either search the iTunes store or uh, bit.ly bit.ly slash marvel616politics. You can email us, marvel616politics at gmail.com, and of course, interact with us on Twitter at 616politics. You can also interact with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. You can also give us a call, leave us a message. We love to play uh, messages on air as long as they're appropriate. 616-755-TINA. All right, and of course we are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. All your pre-order needs, pre-order your books two months in advance, get exact numbers, and that is how you get 35, 40, 50% off. Use our one-time use only promo code to get an additional 8% off. It's Marvel P-O-L-8. And we're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership, crpsavings.com, where you can get everything for huge discounts. Staples, post-it notes, coffee, and all your printing needs taken care of. Go to crpsavings.com. All right. Well, that's it. And until next time, this is Marvel 616 Politics. When you hear yourself recorded, you're like, oh, I don't sound like that. We've recorded so much, I know what I sound like.
Yeah, it's goofy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay, it's goofy. (laughs)